This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with traveling partners Kamel King and Jay White. Hey, we're traveling the state, letting you know about the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Today, we're checking out books at the 2022 Mississippi Book Festival in Jackson with Festival Deputy Director Jordan Perry and Moderator Scott Beretta. And then we're going to hit those bricks at the 6th Annual annual Red Brick Roads Music and Arts Festival with Main Street Clinton Program Director Tara Latall and Clinton Chamber of Commerce Director Anna Nutt. But before we get started, let me welcome my traveling partners, Jay White and Kamel King to the show. Good morning, Jay and Kamel. What's up with y'all on this Friday morning? How are y'all? Good. In the famous words of Lee King, Cello Retio. Cello. <laughs> Cello. I don't know why he talked like that. <laughs> Mom, why does he talk like that? Why? Anyway. Hey, you remember it, right? I do. And that's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with y'all? Nothing much, man. What What's up for your events this weekend, Kamel? Well, look, isn't Red Bricks Road going on? Oh, yeah. I go out there every year. Really? Every year I go and support. Yeah, and I usually don't don't miss, so I definitely want to do that. Uh, would love to tell you about this week when, when you get into it, but yeah, this has been a great right. week for Visit Mississippi, too, so been a lot going on. Now talk about that. What's happening at Visit Mississippi? Do you really want to know? No, I really do. It sounds like a secret. Oh, good. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Well, one, uh, uh, earlier this week, Craig Ray, executive director of Visit Mississippi, and I took a road trip to Cleveland, Mississippi, the home, next home of the World Music Tourism Conference mm-hmm. uh, that's coming to Mississippi. It uh, travels all over the world, and this is the second time the United States got it. We want to be it on it. Uh, had it for 2020, then the pandemic hit, and we had to delay it for 20 and also 21. Cape Breton, Canada has it this year. So I'll be going up to Canada in October wow. for the handoff ceremony to Mississippi uh, and to present, you know, our, you know, our state and, and, and country and what we're doing. But it's a conference of people from all over the world right. talking about music, uh, tourism, how to grow your music economy, what it does for the community, for the economy, uh, you know, for the economy, for the mental state of mind. So on and so forth. Uh, so uh, we had a great meeting in uh, Cleveland about that and further up calls with uh, somebody out of Italy and somebody out of London because their group is from all over the world. Right. puts this together. So did that. And then yesterday uh, made a great trip to a tennis tournament that Visit Mississippi uh, sponsored in uh, South Haven. Mm-hmm. Great tennis. My first time at a tennis tournament. <laughs> first time. <laughs> Somebody next to me had bad tennis etiquette, Jay, Uh-oh. and and did something Don't that do it. teed off a player. Oh no! And got pretty much cussed out from the from the. Yeah. Oh, anyway, it's serious. Oh, business. it's serious. It's serious business. I, I was. I, I thought was, we would just be looking left and right, but look, no. It is real. Those are real <laughs> athletes out there. 
<laughs> and uh, so stop by that. Uh, shout out to them. It was a great event, Yay. great day. And then we traveled right over an uh, hour over to Ole Miss and met with the athletic department who, uh, uh, shout out to Paris uh, out there uh, in, in the whole, and Keith and in, in, uh, the AD and ADAs. They are just wonderful mm-hmm. because we're going to have a marker unveiling for uh, multi-multi-platinum uh, legendary songwriter Jim Weatherly for the Country Music Trail during halftime for the Tulsa game on September 24th. How do you remember this? I want I y'all to it. know Jay is, I mean, Jay Jay is behind the board, but Kamel is not reading off of it. No, no. I, we live this. We live promoting Mississippi. So, yeah, yeah. It's Too going down. cool. Yep, yep. Visit Mississippi and Mississippi's international. They got their passport. They're going. We all over the place. I know, and y'all all over the world. <laughs> That's right. That's that is right. good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, we, I mean, you know, coming up this weekend is some other great stuff, too. Mississippi Book Festival yes. is coming. I don't know if, if anybody has been it is a great place to go if you love books mm-hmm. or if you're trying to be introduced to loving books yes so yes. this is a really really good um good event that they got going on this Saturday at the state capitol in Jackson and we have got a lineup for you so that you can be able to know a little bit more about it and our first trip of the day is all about the 2022 Mississippi Book Festival and that'll be tomorrow from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. and in with us right now is festival deputy director Jordan Perry Jordan welcome to Next Stop Mississippi Hi, thank you for having me. It's good having yeah. you. How how has your week been leading up until the event? Well, you know, I tell people that this is my first festival, working at my first festival. So I don't know any better other than to just be excited. And we're excited. We're feeling pretty good about it. Yay. Well, I'm excited for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the first one. We've been, um, the past two, of course, have had to be canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. We did some virtual programs. But this is the first one back in person after two years. And we're just, we're delighted. We're thrilled. We think we have a great lineup. Right. Are Are you moving 90 to nothing this week? Oh, yeah. At least 90, for sure. At least. For sure, yeah. But look now, before we begin talking about the whole festival, tell our listeners a little bit about your work as festival deputy director. So we have a pretty small staff throughout most of the year, and then we sort of bulk up. So I will say that Ellen, who is the executive director, she and I sort of just everything there is to do but I have a little bit more of a focus on fundraising my background is development and so we do a lot of fundraising and the the book festival is so fortunate to have really really great donors who have been with us since the beginning of course which was I guess eight years ago um and so that's really I do a lot of I do a lot of donor outreach and that sort of thing um the most important thing for us of course and you alluded to this is that it gives everyone access. And so that's what we do. We raise money so that the festival can be free and open to everyone. Mm -hmm. So that's really sort of what I focus on. Well, Jordan, I got to say, Visit Mississippi as a sponsor has always been proud of uh, Mississippi Book Festival. And, of course, you know, knowing the background and and when it got started in Holly Lane. But you guys have inherited and you you guys have taken over a monster of a uh, event for literary all across the board. How do you think it gained so much exposure and, and it became so strong in the literary community uh, uh, so quickly? Well, first off, let me say thank you to Visit Mississippi because you are right. You guys have been such a great partner for us 
all the way through. Um, I think part of it, you know, and I think I could say this because I wasn't there at the time, was just it had a really great, strong start. You alluded to Holly Lang, who was the founder. Um, And I think it's just, you know, Mississippi is a place where we tell stories. And so that's sort of just kind of a Mm -hmm. built-in thing for people. You know, we're storytellers. And so a lot of authors come down here. They talk about the warmth, the hospitality. They talk about how engaged the audiences are. And so I just think it's a really great feel-good thing for the state that, you know, so many people have, have gotten into. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the the crazy part is I feel like the book festival is like the only one that happens in the nation, which I know that's not true. You would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest one, as we like to say. It's literally right. the hottest one. It's, right. Yeah, yeah. And literally, Jordan, because usually when the book festival comes around, it is blistering hot. So y'all have a break this year, oh, about yeah. a 10 degree break from what the way it usually is. Exactly. That Well, you know, fingers crossed. We're hoping this weather holds. So... Right, yeah. right, right. I agree. Now, if the weather holds, it's going to be a great event. But can you tell me a little bit more about what the attendees can expect from this event this year? So there's so much. First, I would point everyone to the website. Um, and then when you get here on the grounds, there's this great festival guide we've put together. Um, you can expect, I think we have 40 plus panels. We have more than 170 authors and moderators coming in. Um, of course, we, we announced that Alice Walker, mm-hmm. unfortunately, she won't be here in person, but she will be um, doing a one-on-one with uh, the author, Kiese Lehman, um, who, of course, is a Mississippi native. Um, we have a couple of Pulitzer Prize winners. We have, right now, actually, I am doing this interview from Salyamara, where our KidNote um, program is, and that is a program that reaches about 20,000 students across the state. Mm. Um, so there's just, there's something for everyone, you know, that's, that's how we try to frame it. Um, there's going to be a ton of family activities. Uh, First Book is an organization that'll be there. They'll be giving away free books. Um, First Lady Ely Reeves will be reading tomorrow at 930 at the Children's Tent. Um, we just have a great lineup this year. We're so excited. It sounds like it. And the Alice Walker, that was me, like, color purple all day. So I watched the the movie first, and then I read the book second. But either or is good for me. And, you know, she has, I don't know if you've you've seen on on our Instagram, we put up this statement that she made, which was so incredibly moving. She said that, you know, she used to live in Jackson, and she... She and her um, former husband used to dream about an event like this taking place. And so she was really excited to come back and see, you know, the next generation of Mississippians. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's going to be with us. She won't be in person, but she will be with us. And that's to protect her health. So, right, right, right. Um, so we're still, it's going to be great. Right. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. Side, side note, and um, I'm telling this story because I was an avid, uh, Kamel, you and I were talking about this the other mm-hmm. day. I was an avid reader as a child, mm-hmm. and I used to go to the library and steal books. Jermaine, <laughs> how did you even wow. get this job? <laughs> Literally, they didn't find that in, their back, in your background check. But I like that you've let it go after all this time. I had it's to. bubble to the surface. If you go to yeah. my house right now and you look at my bookshelf. It's a bunch of inserts inside and of And look, there, you know how the. Well, with the Dewey Decimal System in oh, there? Yes. yes. In the card. Right. And people's signatures. And then I used to steal them off the teacher's uh, bookshelves. Oh, my god. So goodness. if you look on the, on the page spines, you can see where the teachers wrote their names mm, on the side mm, so that mm. the kids would Jordan, do you hear this? 
Would y'all I'm, allow I, someone like this to come into the festival? I don't know. I will say I'm starting to think we're going to need more security. Um, but but somewhere, some library has really got some late fees. But that's what I'm thinking about. My mom fussed all the time. Look, they're going to go to the IRS about you. They probably saw you, and they were like, let that poor girl take that book. She wants that book. Let her have that book. Poor baby. Yeah. It was bad. But look. If that baby wants to steal it, if she's desperate for that book, let her have that book. Cat in the hat with a rat. There are worse things to steal. There are worse things to steal. Not Certainly. that I'm condoning it. <laughs> right, right. I knew I was going to get a pass because it was a book. Um, but look. Now, listen, Jordan, in response to the safety, you did just mention that. When it comes down to um, COVID, what are some of the changes attendees can expect this year, I guess, from the past years? So one of the best things is that every program that's going to be, well, first off, all panels for every year, you know, going back since the beginning, they've all been filmed and they're all archived on our website, which is a really fun thing for authors because they like to track that as well. Um, we're going to have masks in all the, all the panel rooms. Um, there's, of course, you know, hand sanitation stations. Um, and all of the, there will be a live stream for everything that's happening in Galloway. So if you can't get in to see Alice Walker or Jennifer Egan, you can just go to our website and watch it in real time. Um, that's not going to be in every panel location. We're working our way up to that, but certainly um, mm -hmm. others. And that's, of course, for people who might not feel as comfortable coming out or just don't have the access. So, right. um, yeah, but we're, you know, a lot of it's outside. Um, and then in the panel rooms, of course, we've, you know, taken all the precautions and, um, we feel pretty good about it. That sounds good. I, I mean, for, for those people, too, who, who would like to come out but are a little nervous or whatever, that's a great yes. alternative right. for them. So mm -hmm. good stuff. Um, talk about the impact that this event has on the city of Jackson and talk about the team that it takes to put on an event this size. Um, it takes it takes a lot of people. It takes a village. Um, and we are so lucky. We worked, as you guys mentioned, at Missis uh, Visit Mississippi. Visit Jackson is a sponsor, Downtown Jackson Partners, um, because we, we, just as you said, we believe this is a great event for, for Mississippi and for Jackson especially. Um, you know, we have a lot of authors who come here, have never been to Mississippi, maybe not even the South, and they go away saying, wow, that's not what I expected. Um, so I think not just the economic impact and having this sort of cultural event, you know, I always say I want my kids to grow up in a, in a city with an art museum and a symphony. And, and this is just one more of those things that, um, that has that cultural impact and that I think really does uh, improve the quality of living. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. When, when you reach one, you teach one. Ooh, Jermaine, you that's are just right. dropping knowledge. Well, that's not original, but. <laughs> I think she might have read she that. She said it like it was, though. Book. Yeah. That, that came out it. of one of those books, Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> Don't listen to Kamel, everybody. Listen, though, if you want more information about the Mississippi Book Fest, visit msbookfest.com. And Jordan Perry, thank you so much thank for you. joining us here today. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah, having me. we have been ahead of time with you today. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of laughter for sure. <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. All thank right, you. see you tomorrow, Jordan. On the line with us now is Scott Beretta, he's one of the moderators for the Mississippi Book Festival, the host of Highway 61 on MPB Think Radio, a professor of music, pop culture, and sociology at the University of Mississippi.
in addition to writer, researcher for the Mississippi Blues Trail, who this year received a citation of merit from the Mississippi Institute of Arts and Letters. Welcome to Next Stop, Mississippi, Scott. Well, welcome to you all. Great to talk with you all. Scott, you got a citation of merit. I'm, I'm looking for one for one from you, though, man. <laughs> How you doing, Scott? <laughs> hey, I'm doing fine. I've been in Florida this week, which has been the uh, perfect opportunity to seriously read through some books. I had already read one of the books uh, last year, and I was able to finish the other two uh, this week. So it was some serious beach reading. Yeah. And I worked wow. on a country music trail, Camille. I know that's right. For you. That's right. I mean, Scott, if anybody was to ever see Scott, you would think he was absolutely the coolest guy in the world. So hip. I saw and his you wouldn't picture. think that he knows any of the stuff he knows. <laughs> and then when you get to talking to him, you're like, you're cool. And you're a walking encyclopedia like, man, you're crazy. I like the I like the crazy part there. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> You're a jack of all trades too, Scott. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you became involved with the Mississippi Book Festival as moderator? Oh, that's John Evans, uh, you know, who um mm-hmm. who's been a big uh supporter of I don't know, friend of mine, John Evans from Lemuria. When they got it off the ground, uh the f- first festival he told me, you're going to do the music panel. And, you know, John had actually hooked me up with Ken Murphy, uh, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. We did a book called uh, Mississippi, um, a photo book about Mississippi blues. Uh, and uh, John had hooked that up. And so we, he's, you know, I, this is the third or third time I've done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I haven't done it every year, which is fair enough. But uh, <laughs> it's something I really enjoy doing. I enjoy giving talks and uh I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's it's great. I really love the event and was just amazed by how big it was and how well run it was when I first came there. And uh, you know, I've come uh, also as just a fan. And and you know, I mean, when I'm working here, I don't really regard it as work so much as hanging out with friends. Right. Know? Yeah. So, uh, right. I look right. forward to getting back tonight. You know, we're about to packing up, and so this is one of my last ta- uh, tasks before I. Jump in the water one last time. <laughs> Good stuff. Nice. Good stuff. And, Scott. I, and and Scott talking to us is not a task, sir. It's <laughs> oh, a joy. No, it's I, a joy. I, you know, <laughs> my, you, my my uh, my divide between work and fun is pretty vague. <laughs> I know. And then Jermaine, uh, I know you alluded to it talking about uh, the uh, Mississippi Blues Trail. And we're talking about Scott right. being the moderator at the. Uh, uh, at the book festival, but for people who don't know the the entire blues trail, the country music trail, the freedom trail, uh, uh, it, all of these markers together in total, uh, over 300 markers spread throughout uh, Mississippi and seven, eight other states, four other countries. Each one, he has had his research, his writing, his fingertips on. So any of these trail markers that you see that are so invigoratingly uh, historical and, and he, he he's the man. Right. Yeah. So everybody, this is the guy who helps write all these markers. Which see. makes sense of why they've got him hosting a whole music panel. So, mm-hmm. Scott, mm-hmm. if I could just get into your head, what type of music genre do you, is your go to? Well, it's not really blues, honestly, because I've been working with that all the time. I mean, I'm more likely to listen to 
uh, you know, classic jazz. I mean, you know, like 50s, 60s jazz. Yeah. Uh, country music, soul music. I kind of enjoy blues more than I I'm accidentally exposed to it. You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, I know, you know, I DJ on Highway 61 on, on MPB, of course. And, you know, for a lot of people who have got like a, a, ra- a music show on public radio, that's kind of like the win- the part of the week when they really channel. They're like, I get to work with music. And for me, it's kind of like I'm engaged in music all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I often seek out music that I'm not too scholarly or academic about, I guess you could say. But right. and now I teach a course on popular music at the University of Mississippi, which is really fun because, you know, the kids mostly want to talk about, you know, things that are popular nowadays. And so, you know, a lot of times I'm not necessarily interested in listening to that music, <laughs> but I'm always glad to learn about it and also to learn about, you know, just how diverse the tastes are of young people today. Because, you know, when I came up, you know, we we thought in terms of categories a lot more. And, right. You know, I still do, I suppose, but, but you know, I just collect records and music you right. know, constantly. Right. That my- 50s, 60s <laughs> jazz is definitely food for the soul. Yes, indeed. Here's the oh, thing. Yeah. I, I was I, listening listen to a lot of, like, Charles Mingus and Sun Ra and right. Thelonious Monk. And, mm. you know, I've been listening to that since I was in high school, too. Yeah, me too. Mm. That's mm. what I was just about to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Nina Simone yeah. and all of that. I, oh, I, I'm, God, yeah. yeah, I'm very big into that. It definitely is food for the soul. Now, coming back to the Mississippi Book Festival, and you were talking about you've read two books this week, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's Scott for you. On the beach, reading. Who does that? Oh, I was not reading on the beach. Read by the pool, though. But look, as an avid reader, Scott, talk about the importance and influence that the Book Fest has on a community of readers and non-readers alike. Well, uh, for non-readers, I mean, I suppose one of the, I mean, you know, I was talking to uh, somebody today about my panel, and I was saying, you know, one of the nice things about doing this panel, we've got a book about B.B. King, another one about a guy that produced a bunch of cool people in new orleans and another book which addresses contemporary women and contemporary country music i can imagine that somebody that comes to the festival that is you know intimidated by reading a 700 word 700 page book on a political figure or you know on some big Mm -hmm. event or an 800 page novel might look at my panel and say hey I can get something out of that, <laughs> you know. So, so I think that you know. I mean, I, I I address music academically, but also you know, with doing things like the Mississippi Blues Trail or writing museum text, which is what I've done a number of museums across the state, or the radio show. You know, my I kind of view my my work as kind of bridging the gap of of presenting things in a way that you're enthusiasts or aficionados think okay yeah that's right and then other people are more maybe discovering things you know they hadn't thought about too much if that makes sense so i think the festival has a lot of that you know that there's books on cooking and uh children's books and then of course we just have some really heavy novelists and i think part of it you know going and seeing some of the some of the heavyweights there is just being in their presence hearing them talk is just such a such a wonderful experience you know even Mm -hmm. if you might 
struggle through the books themselves. Right, right. That's like the uh, Cliff Notes version if you just listen to them yeah, talk. Yeah. Well, I, I like that. Well, none of us have time to read all 300 books that are being presented, or, or maybe, maybe John Evans does. I don't know. But right. Yes, he does. Right. As, but, uh, right. <laughs> that is funny. Well, Scott, some I'm interested in you, and I don't think I've ever had the chance to ask you this personally when we've been together, but. You know, I'm interested in how you ended up kind of diversifying yourself across so many different parts of what you do, because, you know, you've got people who are music writers and that's what they do. They're music writers. Then you've got historians. That's what they do. You've got somebody who is, uh, you know, who uh, is a professor and they, you know, every now and again, they are published or they have a paper that's published, but that's what they do. But you have somehow spread your wings across all of it and respect it in all of it. How did you kind of, how did you spread yourself like that? Well, when I was 12, I wrote out a plan. <laughs> I was listening hard, Scott, like, really? <laughs> no, uh, gosh, let me try to think about how On, to on legal rule. <laughs> oh, yeah. He started the joke with the punchline, but I think he was preaching to the choir. Right? Right. <laughs> uh, I'm like, me so, too. Okay, well, let me just get I'm back like, to the 12 year old uh, plan. Let me hear about uh, it. Uh, you know, I, I was just really passionate about music as a, as a young person and as a teenager. Uh, I was, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area, and I was already going to nightclubs when I was 16 years old, you know, seeing a bunch of different music. And then I studied more po- political stuff in college, and music was always a passion. And then, um, gosh, in the 20s I, moved, 20, 20s, I moved over to Sweden and continued my graduate doctoral work. I'd been at the University of Virginia, and I got into do, writing a dissertation about music, and then I ended up editing a music magazine, and then that led to me getting hired as the editor of Living Blues magazine at Ole Miss, you know, at the Center for the Study of Southern Culture. So I went over into journalism, and then somebody died in the sociology department. I hate mm. to say that, but that's how I got into teaching at the University of Mississippi in sociology. So I've been teaching there for 20 years now, and I did freelance for a while, I got called in. You know, I guess one thing I can just step back and say, I arrived at the University of Mississippi in 99, and as, as Kamel knows very well, cultural tourism really took off in the early 2000s. So I was very well situated to, I got called in to work on the B.B. King Museum in mm-hmm. 2003, and the Blues Trail actually came out of that, um, that uh, there was some plans about... How do we get people to come to Indianola? You know, everybody knew that blues was from Mississippi, but when they came here, they didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, you know, Kamel's office, the Tourist Visit Mississippi, has promoted a lot of, you know, the blues trail and festivals. But anyways, I think that I would say it's my broad-ranging interest, but, you know, with the cultural tourism in particular taking off, you know, I've been able to work on the museums and on the blues trail and the country music trail, some on the freedom trail. It, I've just been, I was just in the right place at the right time, I think. I mean, mm. if I'd come to Mississippi in 1990, you know, there wouldn't have been very much to do. Mm. Um, you know, in this field, there just wasn't that much work. But mm-hmm. um, so I, I feel very fortunate. And, you know, the reality is that I, I make a living teaching because none of the other jobs really, uh, you know, would... It wouldn't be enough 
to to add up to paying a salary. I don't think doing all right, the right. the fun things I do. But I, I teach you know blues class and a pop culture class and a popular music class at the University of Mississippi. So it's not the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a. Uh, but anyways, uh, but but you know I I was really happy when a couple of years ago I started take, doing the country music trail because I'm a big fan of country music. And this past week I've been working on a guy named uh, Pete Pyle. That's right. From, uh, from Burnsville, way up in the Northeast, Cotishamingo. And so that's been fun because I get to dig through the Country Music Hall of Fame archives and the Opry, and the family yeah. actually collected a ridiculous number of photos. So yes, Regina Pyle. Right, right. Regina, right. Uh, Regina has been great. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's just, for, I guess I, I like to move from topic to topic, and so getting to do all of these different projects, working for the museum, B.B. Uh, King Museum, working for the Grammy Museum, I've done some work at the History Museum in Jackson, um, and, uh, you know, it, it kind of makes it, it's kind of crazy balancing all these things, but I, I do realize I'm blessed. You vacillate. You Good vacillate stuff. between things. I learned that word from Maker. You, you vacillate in between. Vacillate. <laughs> See, I, I can't even. Uh, That's a book festival uh, word right there, the Scott. Piece, I was talking about all the work I have to do, but I was actually bragging that Oh my God! I'm on vacation and I'm actually able to work. <laughs> Good stuff. Right. Now, now, if if any of our audience wants to know more about Scott Beretta and the panel that he'll be moderating at the Mississippi Book Festival, visit msbookfestival.com. Scott, thank you so much for hanging out oh, with us right. today. Well, yeah, okay. Well, I hope they, they read about those books. I didn't mean it to me, be all about me, but thank you very much. And Scott, come cook something uh, once. I heard you cook good. Come come cook something for us. <laughs> God, dog. No. I, I had a grouper and a little uh, mini, mini crab right. uh, last night, and it was very good. Thanks, Scott. On the phone with us right now is Main Street Clinton Program Director Terry Latall and Clinton Chamber of Commerce Director Anna Nutt for the 6th Annual Red Brick Roads Music and Arts Festival in Clinton, August 26th through the 27th. Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi, Tara and Anna. Hey, good morning. Good morning to you both. How is everything going this Friday morning for y'all? We're making it. You know, it's it's Friday. I know. (laughs) I know. T-G-I-F. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. T-G-I-F. Tara, I'm going to start with you. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your work with the festival as the Main Street Clinton Program Director? Oh, sure. Thanks. Um, well, um, it's, you know, certainly a, a, a labor of love for all of us involved with this. Um, you know, it is a Main Street and a chamber partnership along with the city of Clinton. We've been working on this um, for this particular festival for six years prior to that. Uh, both the Chamber and Main Street had separate music festivals that we ended up combining. We had a festival called the Firefly Festival, which we did on the Brick Streets downtown, and the Chamber had one called Moonbine, which they did out on Highway 49 at Live Oaks. And it just seemed like a natural for us to combine our efforts. And so we've been doing that for six years, and each year it's been it's been fun, and we've um you know we wouldn't keep doing it, and um our community has embraced it, so we're um, we're just thrilled to bring it back again this year. Right, good stuff. Now, for somebody who comes every year, Camel is definitely a fan yes. of the festival. Yes, <laughs> well that's great to hear. You guys do a great job. I come every year with my daughter, and it's just a wonder. I mean, da- you know the that Clinton area, the downtown Clinton area is just so eclectic and has so much character and you guys do it 
so well and block it off so well and people are friendly and there's enough food vendors where you're happy and it's just a lot of people just sitting out having a great time enjoying good music and, and a wonderful scenery so kudos to you guys you've always handled it very well Thank well, you. I what think you? you just told everybody everything they need to and know. Boom. We'll All right, we'll let, oh, no. we'll let you go. We'll let you go. We sure love to hear that. Just for the endorsement. Thank you. Right. He is definitely number one fan. Um, Anna, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your work with the festival as director for the Clinton Chamber of Commerce? So I took over as director in February. So this is my first time um, on this end of the festival. Um, in um, past years, I actually owned a business in Old Town Clinton, um, a retail business. So I saw it from the, you know, the retailer side in Old Town and as just a community member of Clinton um, and as a sponsor of the event a couple years. So this is my first time down in like, I guess, like the nitty gritty of this festival and the chamber side of it. I mean, like Tara said, it's a labor of love. We, we partner and Tara and I are on the phone constantly back and forth, you know, some days. But um, from our perspective, we handle um, one of the, um, what has become one of the most popular parts of the festival, which is the homebrew competition. Um, and that is where we, you know, have brewers mm. here mm. and um, they're judged <laughs> before the festival actually starts. But then the day of the festival, um, you can come and sample the beers and we have a People's Choice Award. So the people on Saturday get to pick their favorites. So that has become, it's gained a lot of popularity throughout the years. We've got, I believe uh, it. <laughs> got, I think 30 different brews yes. here. So that's a big, that's a big undertaking. And I'm not a beer drinker. So I have to, I've had to learn a lot about beer that I hadn't, that I had no knowledge of. So I'm, I'm going to say I have a friend. And that friend has has sampled homebrew before, and that friend says that that's better than you know the the name brand. The friend, what's the friend's <laughs> name? <laughs> Jermaine. So, and that's why I think it just keeps growing every year. So. Yeah, I believe it. I believe that would be the number one um, attraction for that, too. I, I would definitely be there. But um, t- can either one of y'all tell me what the inspiration was behind forming the Red Brick Festival? Well, I probably kind of touched on it when I talked about how we, you know, used to have separate festivals and just felt like that we could do better together, uh, just combining our efforts and, and just really wanting something in our downtown for our, to showcase for visitors to come in and, and see. And um, like uh, y'all were just saying about how great it, our downtown is, you know, there are people in surrounding communities who don't know that. And so we, we love that, putting, putting the, the beats on the bricks and bringing them downtown and letting them showcase what we've got. But then also doing something for our locals. Um, they, we do a lot downtown, so they're accustomed to having events downtown. But this is by far the largest thing that we do, and so Main Street couldn't undertake it by ourselves. We, you know, it's great to have that partnership, and and you know, just getting a great variety of bands is also so much fun. Right. Mm-hmm. For our listeners across the state, can you tell them why? It is named the Red Brick Roads Festival. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So if you've never been to Old Town Clinton, um, the festival is held on Red Brick Roads. The roads are old bricks, and they're red. So that's that's where the name came from. Right, yeah. right. Uh, we have uh, the largest number of brick streets in the state in, in Old Town Clinton. Mm. So, And they were... They were laid in the um, early 1920s, and so anyway, we just think it's one of our strongest assets, 
And so it's just a great way to, to showcase that and um, the impetus for the name. Right. Mm-hmm. Madison, eat your heart out with the bricks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm an alum of Mississippi College, so I definitely have seen those bricks out there. And they are beautiful. And it really does take you back to a time before this time Mm. when when asphalt was on the ground. So, yep. Tell us a little bit about this year's event and what attendees can expect all across the board from from any events that are going on at the at the festival. Mm-hmm. So I like to tell people that it's a family friendly event. You know, I mean, we just talked about the beer, obviously, but there's so <laughs> much that you can bring. I have two small children. I have a four year old and a seven year old, and they love this event too because it's just a community building event. I think we have, you know, obviously the music is the big thing, but there's also um, on Saturday there's a craft market. So we have craft vendors. Um, you know, y'all talked a little bit about the food trucks. The food trucks will be there both days. The um, homebrew competition happens, but there's also a kids area. And um, so there's really something for the whole family. But once again, people just like to bring their chairs and hang out and just, you know, enjoy hopefully what will be beautiful weather. Right, right. And since it won't be hot Mm -hmm. tomorrow is what we're hoping for. Can you talk about the impact that this event will have on the Clinton community and has had, has had, if I can get that out, mm-hmm. on the Clinton community? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so one thing that we have seen, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about some of the the um, direct benefits, but also some of the intrinsic ones as well. We um, we've got lots of volunteers who have come to love this festival, and so it is really just a point of pride for our community. So we get a lot of that through those volunteer efforts. I mean, there are just hundreds and hundreds of hours that go into this festival, starting back in January and February when this committee starts meeting, and then we have a, a separate committee that picks all the music and somebody that's over the the event decor, the decorations. So that's great. So it brings people together. So that's great. And then also, um, we we get the economic impact, certainly. We're, we're excited for that for our businesses. It's a huge boost to our restaurants downtown and um, our retailers downtown. Um, there's also, uh, on a, uh, uh, something we've planned now for the last two years, there's a big uh, soccer festival, a soccer festival, a soccer <laughs> tournament going on in our town. It's called that, believe, the Magnolia Cup, and that brings in like 150 soccer teams. And so... Um, this gives them something to do, you know, when they're if not they playing have any, ball. Yeah, if there's some dead time for them. So we definitely promote that event, our event, our event to them as well. So right, right, right. Going back to the beer. <laughs> these, do y'all know how um, serious the home brewers are? Like my first, I've of course, you know, in stores and have been around some of the festivals that cater to that uh, uh, that industry. But my first time being around home brewers in a pack mm-hmm. was at Red yes. Bricks Road Festival a, a, a few years ago. A pack. <laughs> and I was just sitting That's in the VIP. way to put it, I think. I have it, not, yeah. I, you know, I have not personally met any of them yet. And we've got two great, like she was just talking about the volunteers. We've got two great volunteers who have done this for 
several years now. And um, Main Company in Vicksburg is our big sponsor, and they've sponsored it for several years. So we've got some great people that have that knowledge since I'm new. Um, but yes, from what I can tell, they are very, they're very much um, very into the brewing. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's so silly. Not a pack. I, not just not one man in a house. Oh, oh I was an outsider. I mean, okay. if you're not in the pack, you better just listen because it's a whole thing, you know. And I'll tell you, um, one exciting thing this year with the homebrew is we're partnering with Fertile Ground, and whoever wins the homebrewing competition, their brew, their winning brew, will be <laughs> brewed at Fertile Ground, and we're going to have a whole event there. So that's a new. Um, we've done it in the past with some other, um, I know we've used Key City and Vicksburg in the past, but this is the first time I think that it will actually be in the Jackson area and it'll be something that we can hopefully get a lot of local people to as well. Right. My my whistle has definitely been wetted. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Kamel, for bringing that back around. Now, Tara and Anna, can you tell everyone where they can find out more about the 6th Annual Red Brick Roads Music and Arts Festival? Yeah, um, so, yeah, because we really hadn't talked too much about the great musicians, and if they are interested in seeing our lineup, um, we've got a website, redbrickroads.com. They can purchase tickets on there. Two-day passes are $30. There's a Spotify list. Uh, There's a a QR code where you can download a Spotify playlist, so if they want to get a a sampling of what the music is going to be like, please go to that Right. Right now, though, if you're listening, we um, we came into it and we're about to go out with it. But it's halfway up by the Brook and the Buff and they're part yes. of the 2022 um, sounds at the Red Brick Roads uh, yes, playlist. They they're actually who I'm most excited about. And I will tell you, the college students at Mississippi College are very excited about the Brook and the Buff as well. So I think they're going to draw a crowd for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Definitely. This sounds like so much fun. This um, song is by Arden Lane. And music on Spotify and if you want to know more about that make sure you get to the 2022 Red Brick Roads Music Festival I'm just going to call it everything yeah. <laughs> an arts <laughs> festival in Clinton next weekend August 26th through the 27th so Tara yes. and Anna we yes. thank you so much for coming by and, and letting us walk on the bricks with y'all today oh that was thank good you. Thank you for that was good <laughs> thank you Thank you, Kamel. <laughs> Thank you, Tara and Anna. With the 2022 6th Annual Red Brick Roads Music and Arts Festival in Clinton, August 26th through the 27th. And we listened to some good music. That was mm-hmm. really good. Really good. It's got Kamel over here Googling these people. I'm... <laughs> I'm like, I like this. (laughs) Thanks, Jay, for that selection. (laughs) Again, that was Brooke and the Bluff. They'll be playing um, at the festival. Yeah, and if you want to get a a taste of that, uh, Arden Land, which is a music promoter in Mississippi, he's got an Arden Land music channel on Spotify, and this is a playlist, Sounds of Red Brick Roads. It's a Spotify playlist by Arden Land Music that has artists that are going to be at the festival. Now, Arden Barnett. You are just doing too much out here. Right. Arden, you have done enough, and you are still expanding. Shout right. out to so, right. Get on Spotify there and search Sounds of Red Brick Roads, and you'll find it right That's there. That's great. And the song shout we heard shout was, out to Arden. Yeah, the song we heard was called Halfway Up by The Brook and The Bluff. That I was nice. That. I love that. Speaking of songs that I love, Chapel Heart. <laughs> 
not to just throw that out there. But they got into the finals of America's Got yes. Talent. Those are my yes. girls. I've got the shirt. I didn't wear it today, but I've got I bought the shirt. You do. Um and their single that they performed that night has now hit number seven on the country charts. Mm-hmm. The one that they performed the first night is now dropped to number five, but the album is number one. That is so awesome. So, shouts out to Chapel Heart and those ladies. They are killing it for the stage. Killing Oh, I love the way you looked up and snapped it. I'm with sorry. Them. I get excited it. about those ladies. Did you see that? I'm the sure fro y'all felt moved, it out The there. fro moved. Usually the fro doesn't move at all. It moved. It moved. I went out and thank you for the kind. I, I spoke with their, with Jules, Jules Wartman. She, yeah. Her, their PR person. They're the good people. Day. Good They're people. good people. Yep. Good people. Okay, look, we're going to get into a couple of events. Queen City Paddles Heat Stroke 22. That's going to be going down at Bonita Lakes in Meridian. This invites paddlers of all skill levels to the third annual Heat Stroke Paddle Race, which I don't want nobody to have a heat stroke. At Bonita Lakes Park, compete in either a three or six mile race on a beautiful lake while helping out a wonderful cause. For more information about this, you can visit our community events page at MPB Online. And just a little bit of extension from the Mississippi Book Festival Tuesday, August 23rd, Wyatt Waters is having a book signing at Main Street Books in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. He's the Mississippi watercolorist. He'll be signing his new copy, his copies of his newest book, The Watercolor Road, Painting and Writing Through the America South. That'll be Tuesday, August 23rd, 5 to 7 p.m. at Main Street Books in Hattiesburg. If you want some more information about that, make sure you visit our events calendar. And then coming up next Thursday, the Tupelo Summerfest Fair. That's going to be going down in Tupelo, Mississippi at the Tupelo Flea Market. This promises to be a great opportunity for residents of the community to start the summer off or to finish the summer off with a bang, basically. (laughs) That'll be going down the 25th of August through September 5th. Um, And this is the biggest midway in North Mississippi with live entertainment, free shows, food, games, rides. And for more information, you can visit our community page to find out more about that. So everybody's agenda is full for this weekend. You've got the Mississippi Book Festival. You've got the sixth annual Red Brick Roads Art and Music right. Festival in That's Clinton right. next Saturday. That's next not Saturday. Not this one, but right. so two weeks are full for you. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to just take out a pen and paper, just write down everything we say and you'll have a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Our check MPB events. <laughs> right, right. Well, we've come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for traveling with us. And today's guest, Jordan Perry, Scott Beretta, Tara Latall, and Anna Nutt. If you'd like to find out more information about these and other events across the state, visit that events calendar at mpbonline.org. Click the community tab for Mississippi events. If you have an event you want to share, upload it directly to our calendar or email it to events. I'll look at that email. Events at mpbonline.org. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio. For Kamel King and Jay White, I'm Jermaine Flood. And join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip right here, Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.